Can you lighten that? Oh, yes, yes. We lighten up a little bit. The Utah Jazz are dominant today in tonight in Minneapolis. They're doing it with three-point shooting with Donovan Mitchell's brilliance, and they set a little history. We're talking about all of it coming up on Postcast. Postcast tonight, Utah Jazz defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves by the final score of 136 to 104, and the Jazz were just outstanding today. They dealt with it early, kind of battled back and forth. They made them a few mistakes early, but we got into the keys of the game early. They established those, and then they were just brilliant. Donovan Mitchell, absolutely fabulous. But, Ron, we watched the film of the Timberwolves, the way they play. They send two to the ball. They're going to trap. They're going to be – and. We just kind of knew, like, you can't do that to this veteran team and the way they pass the ball and the way they play. You, we're, I don't think there's a lot of surprise on our end as we prepare for this game. The Jazz had a big-time offensive outing. The way the Jazz search out three-point shooting and the way they move the basketball, and, and you pointed this out when we were watching it, that the Jazz are going to kill this team. I wasn't that optimistic there at first, you know, but once you, you could see how uh, they were – just giving the Jazz opportunities to get those threes. And with the Jazz searching three-point shots, you could see it was eventually it was going to happen. First half, okay, but, boy, that third and fourth quarter was unreal. What what are they able to do, Ron? These de- you know, Minnesota's a good defensive team. They come in here as the fourth-best defensive team. They're the number one team in the league at forcing turnovers, and yet they look helpless. And I, I hate – it's not because D'Angelo Russell didn't play. D'Angelo Russell's not a very good defensive player. I think he slows them down because he doesn't play with that type of pace that uh, that they were they, they were playing with. Now, whether that would have been a good thing for them or not, probably would have gave them a little better uh, opportunities to knock out knock down some threes because you know they don't have the best shooting three point t- shooting team out there on the floor. But the Jazz uh, was was playing at a pace that I really really liked. That they were pushing the ball up the floor. It wasn't like they were just pushing and just going crazy, just just taking and, and just playing wildly for the most part. Uh, like the system was was working because they pushed the ball ahead of the, of the floor and was searching three-point shots. How many times did we see Boyan catch the basketball inside the three-point line, back up, shooting two to three? We saw Jordan Clarkson catch one about 15 feet away from the basket. He runs back with the basketball to the three-point line so he could shoot a three. So it, it's it's working. Definitely for the Jazz, and, and uh, they did a great job here tonight. It's clearly their identity is this three-point shooting. Tonight they took 54 of them. At one point in the game, they had taken 75% of their shots as threes. They make 25. They set history in NBA tonight. They are the first team ever to hit 23s in three straight games. Um, this is this gets really hard to defend when you have this many shooters, Rudy Gobert rolling, and Donovan Mitchell playing at the level Donovan Mitchell is playing. It really is, David. I remember early in the year, and I know it's still early for the most part, but uh, I think the Golden State Warriors took 60 or 61 three-point shots. Is that right? They took an enormous amount of three-point shots, and I was thinking, you know, I don't know if I like you know, just coming down and, and shooting threes and, and forgetting about the two-point shot on how crafty people, guys can be uh, from, from the mid-range. But as comfortable three-point shots that the Jazz are getting, I mean, you have to appreciate that. Plus the fact that they're surrounding themselves with shooters, so why not take them? All right, this needs to be addressed. <laughs> I don't know what they said yet. I've heard about it. I've downloaded the game. I will watch it. I am petty. I will react. 
the Timberwolves home commentators made fun of Locke at the beginning of the game on his comments about teams being afraid of Gobert. How about this? Their freaking center took two shots in the first half. <laughs> I, I think I remember that conversation we had with the commentators from Minnesota. That's all I got to say. They're still down there. <laughs> hey, wait a sec. Hey, Benz! Hey, Benz! Hey, Benz! Hey! You want to come up here and talk about Gobert? You want to come up and talk about Gobert? <laughs> it's coming up. He's coming. I mean, they, like, they weren't scared of him or anything. They just scored 100 points. We'll see. We'll find out what he has to say for himself. Mocked me early in the broadcast, getting Rudy, cocky Rudy, on his three-game losing streak. Now, Rudy had one block. Uh-huh. Uh, he had 10 rebounds. In 30 minutes of play, did pick up a fourth foul. Kind of took him away from um, protecting the rim and maybe taking taking some chances. Come, I, I've got something I got. Come on up. We can, we can get you on a headset. Do we have an extra mic anywhere? I don't have. I'll, I'll put him on mine. Yeah, you can take mine. All right. You can take oh. I'll spray it. No, I want to hear. I want to. So I've got all these messages on my social media and on our show. Here, here's our message that says the Timberwolves home commentators made fun of Locke at the beginning of the game for his comments about the team being afraid of Rudy Gobert. So like other than the fact your center only took two shots in the first half and like 18 guys dribbled in the paint and retreated out the other way. What part of it was I wrong about? Uh, well, First of all, Jim Peterson is the one who made the comment, but he was saying... Oh, but his lovely wife is down there with family, yes, so we don't want but, to bother him. But, no, we weren't dissing Rudy, but we Jim was saying... Me. No, no, no. What Jim was saying, Jim was Jim was dissing your comment, saying that you thought that Rudy was was more impacted people and made people more afraid than a Hakeem Olajuwon. Did. I think Rudy's the best defensive player in the league since Olajuwon. Okay, well that's not how Jim heard it. Uh, I asked him <laughs> whether Olajuwon or Rudy was a better defender before the game. Okay, well Jim said that uh, Jim said that you were that you said he was he was better than Olajuwon. So and Jim played with Olajuwon, right. so he he took offense to that. So uh, so that's where that came from. Okay. So, but thanks for dragging me up here because the last thing, because I really want to talk more about this game because you know, it went so well for us yeah, today. Yeah, it didn't go quite that well. You saw history. I did see history because the Timberwolves are, uh, they've tied the franchise, they've tied the all-time NBA record now for the most three-pointers given up in consecutive games. Is they've given true? up 50. Franchise or NBA? Uh, franchise. NBA record. Uh, the so Pelicans, the oh, Pelicans gave up 50 in back-to-back games last year. And now the Timberwolves gave up 50 in back-to-back games. So it's uh, we set the NBA record tonight for the first team ever to hit 23s in three straight games. Yes, yes, I'm aware so of that. I, I didn't. Well. well, I didn't know that record even existed either. Yeah. So right. uh, yeah, it's been uh, yeah, been a been a not been a good stretch for us. Yeah, and, and you guys, listen, hey, kudos, kudos to to your team and Queen and the staff. I mean. Uh, you know, you guys are every, every, everybody's talking about it, and, and rightfully so. The starts for the Warriors and the Suns, but you guys are you guys look every bit like a championship caliber club, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a dogfight. Well, I understand what it's like when you got a cover for your color guy. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. We we all gotta walk that road. All right, thank you for wandering. Th- up. Thanks for having me up. I needed more cardio today. That's right. We'll, I have a feeling. We'll you see got you. We'll in. see you right before Christmas. Oh, is that when you come back? Yeah, 23rd of December. And when do we th- come back here? Because I really No, no, love- you guys come back here January 30th. But oh, because I was hoping place. we could get the winter cold again. Oh, yeah, so no, cold. yeah. 
We're at your place December 23rd and then New Year's Eve. I went and visited the University of Minnesota campus today, which is gorgeous. How do those kids make it to class? Um, I don't know. Because that walk is really cold from like a dorm to a classroom today. I well, um, I admire you, them. I, I can't speak for them, and I don't know how uh, college life has changed since I was there, but I know there was a lot of Jägermeister when I was right. going to school in upstate yes. New York. I would have needed so. some internal heating <laughs> yes. had I was going to make it to one of these classes. Yeah. All, All right, right, David. Good seeing you. Good to see you, Ben. All right. Oh yeah, you had you guys had to test. They're down on the floor. They have to test. All right. Um, thank you, Ben. Hey, Pete, it was all your fault. Um, all right, we got him. Uh, Pete's now with his son Sanjay. Uh, all right, we got to wrap this up in a second. Uh, what would you like to add? We talked. Donovan was brilliant. We had fun with the commentators because when you're on a four game, five game win streak, you have fun. Um, offense was ridiculous. Ball movement was brilliant. Defense was not great until the third quarter. Well, it, it wasn't bad. Uh, I, I, maybe well, I one more the the uh, the Wolves did some you know some pretty good things there in the first half. You got to give them credit for that, but. We, we get a chance to watch practice. We get a chance to watch the game plan, what the Jazz want to do, and just to watch it work. You know, I think it's it's rewarding uh, for a coach and then uh, for us as broadcasters, being able to see what's happening out there on the floor and how uh, what they put together seemed to fall into place. Uh, the other one we got to talk about is the game swung, actually, with the small lineup on the floor. Uh, Rudy Gobert went out with four fouls, and Rudy Gay um, – he played the five, and the Jazz really did. And Boyan did a heck of a job on Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And the Jazz really did a, a remarkable job in that sequence of the game. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, that, that Boyan probably as hard as I've seen him work defending anyone on the post all season long. And, and uh, he put the work in. Carl Anthony Towns uh, ended up with, what, 20 points uh, at, at, by the end of the game, 22 pretty, points pretty anyway. Pretty empty 20, I might yeah, add. But it wasn't impactful, you know, with just some points that he that he was able to put in. All right. That was fun. Thank you to Dave Benz. He's a good sport. I wonder what his Twitter is. You guys here, do me. you guys do me a favor. That was very nice of Dave Benz. So let's see what Dave Benz's Twitter is. You guys can all send him a thank you at, at Dave Benz. That makes it really easy. Dave Benz, D-A-V-E-B-E-N-Z. Send him a thank you uh, uh, to uh, a little. That would be very cool of all of you to uh, show him a little love. And uh, thank you for coming on up. I'd appreciate it. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in. This is Postcast.